This afternoon for the Brahma Vihara practice, we'll be moving into the second Brahma Vihara, the the Brahma Vihara of compassion. So I'll just take some time just to frame it to introduce this Brahma Vihara, and then we'll take some time to practice it together with a guided meditation, and then there'll be some time at the end if there's any questions. Um, and again, during the, the questions, uh, feel free to, to leave if you're looking for more silence. One way of understanding the Brahma Viharas is understanding them as these, you could say, the natural expression of an awakened heart. And uh, for example, with uh, loving kindness, uh, it's this natural expression that when the wise heart or an awakened heart comes into contact with the goodness, the goodness of beings or the goodness of oneself, the natural response is this quality of kindness, of, of friendliness. And then with compassion, uh, the wise heart, when it touches suffering, when it comes into contact with suffering, the the wise response, the, the awakened response is this quality of compassion, which we'll be exploring this afternoon. The Pali word um, for compassion that is usually found in the Brahma Viharas is karuna. Yet there's another word for compassion that we find in the Pali language that appears in the uh, Pali discourses. For example, there's a passage where the Buddha is encouraging his 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 monks, actually his um, his first five disciples, to go out and teach, and to go out and teach uh, out of the compassion for the world. And in this sentence, the the Pali word for compassion is this uh, word anukampa which literally means to to tremble with or to quiver. So it's kind of a quivering of the heart, a trembling of the heart. Which to me I find useful because what what I'm trying to cultivate in this quality of compassion is to is to touch suffering, is to be shaken by it in some way, but not overwhelmed by it. So it's this this middle place of being moved, being shaken by suffering, yet also not being overwhelmed by it. Which again helps uh, with this next piece, which is I I wanna name what's called the the near and far enemies of compassion. These near and far enemies is a a way of understanding the Brahma Viharas that comes from, again, the the commentarial tradition, mostly from uh, the commentator Buddhaghosa. And the near enemy is said to be despair. And I think, again, the way I understand it, just in terms of what I was just explaining, is it's the feeling of being overwhelmed by suffering, where we come into contact with it, but it's just too much. It's too much for the heart. And we're not looking for this too muchness. We're not looking for this overwhelm. And then the other near enemy uh, that sometimes talked about is the quality of pity. And when I think of this word pity, uh, to me it has this uh, kind of distance there. It it can have a sense of looking down upon someone who is suffering. So an unwillingness to be moved by it, 
but appearing that you care, but, but, but not willing to actually touch it. And it, it comes with not connecting. I feel better than that person. And compassion is more about connecting. So again, we, we see these two opposite poles of the near enemy, the one of overwhelm and the other one of distancing ourselves from, from uh, the suffering that's in front of us and looking for the, the middle way around us. And then the far enemy, of course, the opposite of compassion is cruelty. And you might hear in this description, this other quality, actually this other Brahma Vihara that's so important in the practice of compassion, which is this quality of equanimity. The equanimity allows for not moving into overwhelm, but also the equanimity gives a strength so I can actually touch it, so, I don't, so the, the heart doesn't move into pity as well. And I, I, I wanna be a bit real about this practice of compassion and what I've noticed about these, especially these near enemies, is a lot of times my refining my heart's ability to be with compassion is actually experiencing the near enemies again and again. And then what starts to happen is once there's a taste of those, there's a, there's a way to come into the middle of them. But in some ways I have to get a sense of what pity feels like and what overwhelm feels like. And it might not be that way for you, but I know for me, it's just been that way. I think I shared, I can, I can never remember if I shared this here or a retreat before. Uh, before I came here, I was in Albuquerque and I think I shared that I was just going through this uh, phase of my life where it, it, it must've been for a week that every day I would have these waves of simply being overwhelmed by suffering. It was just, it, and it was either, uh, to particular communities I was serving or just the world in general. And it was just the way it was. And what I could notice is it, once I showed up for that kind of quote unquote near enemy, then the heart could find its way into compassion. So I wanna normalize whatever territory you find your heart in when we do this practice today or if you do it on your own. The importance is just to keep on going with the with the practice and allowing the practice to, to clarify it for itself. So coming into contact with suffering and not being overwhelmed by it. A few images that might be helpful in order to get a feeling sense of it. One is, is just the image of Kuan Yin or, or Avalokiteshvara that you've, you know, there's a couple statues around the center here. And when you think of her or bring her to mind, what's so striking to me about it, this bodhisattva of compassion, is the openness that she has in her posture and also the ease. So and a willingness to touch suffering, but also to be at ease around it. And then another image that works for me that I find quite striking is more from the Christian tra tradition, which is the, the image of St. Francis of Assisi. And a particular point in his life, it was a, a turning point in his life. And the way the story goes is, one day he was riding along on his horse and on the side of the road there was a leper. And he was so moved by the leper and the wounds of the leper that he immediately got off his horse and got down and kissed the wounds of the leper.
And to me, there's something so striking about this image because it's, it's moving from being up above it, being up above suffering and coming down on the same level and being willing to, to kiss those wounds, actually to come into contact with it, to be moved by it. And also not overwhelmed by it. These images might be helpful as we move into this practice. And then one other distinction I want to make about compassion is to distinguish it from something what uh, the late Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche used to call uh, idiot compassion. <laughs> Which I really appreciate. Actually, Pema Chodron uh, also talks about this. And uh, it's, it's the sense of that we want the suffering to go, to go away for another person because we can't stand it. So the classic example, kind of the extreme example of this is this word enabling. I would much rather you keep on drinking alcohol and I'll even buy you the six pack because your suffering when you're not drinking is too much for me. So I'd rather unable some kind of unskillful behavior so I don't have to deal with it. So that's the kind of the extreme of it. So, so again, compassion, when, when I say, you know, when we get into these phrases, the classic phrase is, may you be free from suffering or may I be free from suffering, but not out of avoidance. And that's why for me, sometimes I'll use another phrase, not only may you be free from suffering, but the sense of, I care about your suffering or I care about my suffering. Because for me, it, it expresses that contact, that, that, that willingness to touch it, and that I care about it. And then after that, sometimes I'll use this, this phrase of, may you be free from suffering. So also to be aware of that in terms of when, we're, when we have this, this quality of, uh, may you be free from suffering. And again, that... that um, segues into these phrases or phrase that we, that you might want to use while we're doing this practice. Either may you be free from suffering or may I be free from suffering. Or the phrase, I care about your suffering or I care about my suffering. Another phrase that sometimes people use is, may you hold your pain and sorrow with compassion which again, I think gives a different feeling quality, but also what I really appreciate. So again, this other phrase is, may you hold your pain and sorrow with compassion. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll just explore two categories of people this afternoon, just to, so we can really land it. And the first category, and we will probably find a couple people for this category, is um, someone who, who you have an uncomplicated relationship with, someone who you have a, a, a rather simple relationship with that feels, yeah, it's not too sticky. But also uh, this person is someone who you clearly know that they're having a hard time in their life in some way. You, you, you know they're suffering in some way. It could be the loss of a job or difficulty in a relationship. Uh, 
a challenge in terms of their health. <clears throat> Maybe they're struggling with, with illness, either a physical illness or a mental illness. Difficulty with family or friends. So some kind of challenge. So someone you have an uncomplicated relationship with, yet you know they're, they're having a hard time in some way. It doesn't have to be a, a, you know, a huge difficulty, but something you can contact. And then we'll move on to ourselves. And I'll add one more piece to ourselves because I find it so helpful just in terms of retreat practice, which is to universalize it, which is the sense that that the suffering that I'm experiencing, even on retreat, someone else is experiencing this right now in the world, that this is part of the human condition. And I, I find it helpful around my difficulties because then I don't, I don't get too self-involved. I can see that, that it's this real beautiful thing of being able to touch into just the difficulty of what it is to be a human being. And it allows me to connect with other human beings when I actually am able to touch my own suffering. Okay, so let's, uh, let's begin together. So I invite you to begin by allowing your awareness to come inward. And maybe beginning with simply feeling your body, feeling your body sitting. allowing for a quality of relaxation and ease. You might wanna allow for a quality of relaxation in the hands and the shoulders. the stomach and the chest. Allowing for relaxation in the back.
allowing the jaw to loosen and the eyes to rest back into the sockets. I now invite you to bring the awareness to your heart center. Just feeling whatever you feel there. It might be the movement of the breath or a certain warmth or vibration. I now invite you to bring to mind someone you know who has having a difficult time in some way. An uncomplicated person in your life. Again, around their health, family, friends, job. And as you bring their challenge, their difficulty to mind, allowing yourself to to touch it, to be in contact with that.
And as you continue to keep this person and their difficulty in mind and touching their difficulty, you might want to use a phrase or two to express this movement of heart. Maybe something like, I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. And now continuing with the phrase or phrases with this quality of sending them compassion. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. Continuing silently with the phrases, sending compassion, 
or simply sending a feeling of compassion from your heart towards this person. Continuing to contact their hurt, their difficulty. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. Not worrying if the compassion is strong or weak, it's just simply continuing.
I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering. At this point, I now invite you to bring to mind someone else you know who's having a difficult time in their life where some difficulty is arising for them. And again, I invite you to pick someone where the relationship is not that sticky or not that complicated. And you can contact their challenge in some way. I mean, face to face with their challenge. And then you might want to use a phrase or two towards now this person. I care about your suffering. May you be free from suffering as you now continue to send them a feeling of compassion.
always coming back to the phrase or phrases, coming back to the sending them, this caring quality of compassion. I now invite you to make another transition and now begin to move into yourself, bringing yourself to mind. Would you be willing to bring to mind the difficulties or one difficulty or many that you're experiencing here, maybe on retreat? Maybe it's the judging mind that seems to never give you a break, or physical pain. It might be the food. It might be other yogis. And we're not here to judge or see if our difficulty qualifies. We're just here to acknowledge, wow, this is difficult. Just simply acknowledging that. Would you be willing to touch your difficulty just in this simple way? Acknowledging that there's hurt there in some manner. Allowing yourself to soften around your own challenges.
and then contacting this quality of caring. I care about my suffering. May I be free from suffering. I care about my suffering. May I be free from suffering. And continuing with this quality of caring. And every so often, if it fits for you, you might want to have the small reflection that there are other human beings right now that are struggling with the same or a similar flavor of difficulty. As a reminder that we're touching into the human condition, the basic human condition of suffering. And then continuing with the phrases or simply with the quality of caring.
I care about my suffering. May I be free from the suffering. We now have some time if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like to share about your experiment, uh, your, your experience or comment on, or your experiment. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.